0: Your morning starts now. It's the Q102 Jeff and Jen podcast brought to you by CVG Airport. Fly healthy through CVG. For more information, go to CVG Airport backslash fly healthy. Cincinnati's Q102 Jeff and Jen, 638. Warming up to 90 again today, but this time we get some storms moving in this afternoon. Damaging winds, heavy rains, severe storm risk after 1 p.m. into the early evening. We're supposed to go to a Fest this evening. Oh, boy.
1: Well, hopefully it'll be one of those deals where it clears
0: up by then. You know how it comes in the late afternoon and then usually by like 7 o'clock it well, they say- mm-hmm. clears up. But maybe I believe happen.
1: it's until 9. The severe weather threat goes from 4 until 9 p.m. But by oh, midnight, wow. we're supposed to be a little more clear. Okay. Yeah.
2: We'll play it by air.
0: Hmm. Yeah, right now, 78 here
2: at Cincinnati's Q102. So the Red Hot Chili Pepper singer Anthony Kiedis is selling his Hawaiian home for about $10 million. So for Hawaii, that's on the low end, right? I think so. So it's on the north shore of Kauai, and he built it near ancient burial grounds. I he, think that whole set of
0: islands would be ancient burial grounds,
2: wouldn't you think? He bought the undeveloped land from Sylvester Stallone in 2005 for 2.6 million dollars. Mm. He paid
1: 2.6 million for it, and now just the land. the land. Oh, okay, just
2: the land. There were roadblocks when archaeologists discovered an ancient burial ground on his neighbor's property during an excavation in 2007. Oh, yeah, when that happens, forget about it. It's a problem. Eventually, he got the green light to build after it was deemed body-free. But protesters argued that he was desecrating the burial ground and, you know, (laughs) photos are posted online and it is beautiful with a lush garden and a view of the beach. Very nice. Would you ever want to live next door to an ancient burial ground? No. Though?
0: Well, the neighbors are quiet.
1: <laughs> don't you feel like you're kind of asking for spirits, though?
2: Well, if you don't disturb the space, if the, if there's a way that you can honor the space, I suppose that that might be okay. If you don't do anything, you know, piss I off the spirits. I would still feel very afraid. But you know what? That is what saved Tampa Bay over and over and over again from a direct hit from a hurricane is all the ancient Burial grounds, Native oh, American that. burial grounds. It's a true story.
0: Yeah. yeah, Fort Myers also hasn't really seen that kind of um, storm activity either. Mm-hmm. That particular part. Is there of, a lot uh, of B- burial Central. grounds there as well? Uh, not that I'm aware of, but there may be. You may need to look yeah. into that. But it's you know it's only what an hour and a half, two hours south of Tampa Bay, right? Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, in other news, this morning. There is a trainer and a former gymnast by the name of Andrea Orris who tweeted out a defense of Simone Biles who, while she has been receiving overwhelming support from, it seems like most people who were following the Olympics and familiar with the story, you know, there has been some blowback as well and some criticism of her decision to pull out. Uh, She said, you know, that girl has endured more trauma by the age of 24 than most people will ever go through in a lifetime. You know, we're talking about the same girl who was molested by her team doctor throughout her entire childhood and teen years. A lot of people forget that. Mm -hmm. She's talking about Dr. Larry Nassar, who was accused of molesting at least 265 girls, including several Olympians and members of the U.S. gymnastics team. And he's going to die in prison for what he did, thank heavens. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oris also said Simone could have suffered career-ending or even life-threatening injuries if she continued to compete even though she wasn't sure of herself. Well, Simone retweeted Orus's message, which I presume means she signed off on it, which in turn suggests that she was in fact molested by Nasser, which would not be the least bit surprising. I know that she's come out and talked about the abuse in the past. Mm -hmm. So uh, her point is, you know, let's stop trying to use this woman who is still one of the greatest athletes the world has ever known to score some kind of internet cool points. And uh, we're not quite done here yet. Former gymnast Dominique, how do you pronounce her name? Mosinu is standing up for Simone. She posted a video of herself as a 14-year-old Olympian injuring herself on the balance beam and saying she had to compete in the floor final just minutes later. She added, quote, Simone Biles' decision demonstrates that we do have a say in our own health. A say I never felt I had as an Olympian. In our sport, we essentially are diving into a pool with no water. When you lose that ability to find the ground, Mm -hmm. which appears to be part of Simone Biles' decision, the consequences can be.
2: catastrophic. So. I mean, you can see it in the clip that they keep showing over and over and over again, the vault. I mean, oh, you can yeah. see her. She's kind of looking around like, where the hell am I? Right. You know. She, and it's like so yeah. lucky she landed on her feet. Well,
1: and she walks off of the padding, like the little landing area there, and is just like, I gotta get out of here. Yeah. To me, that's what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Fight or flight, she is out.
0: So, add another gymnast there to the list of gymnasts who have come out publicly and said she made the absolute right decision for the team and for herself. With that, let's take a look at our progress here through day five of the Olympics. The U.S. was still in first place in the overall medal count, while China currently leads in gold medals. The U.S. won the first Olympic gold in three on three basketball when the women's team beat Russia.
1: I saw that. Very exciting. Yeah, that's that's a
0: new event that was just added this year.
1: Yeah, three on
0: three. Uh, Also, the men's synchronized diving team took silver in the three-meter springboard early yesterday morning, and an exciting win for Caleb Dressel, who took the gold in the men's 100-meter freestyle. It was so close. The second-place Aussie was only behind by six hundredths of a second for the silver.
2: Dressel by a tenth at the turn. It's Chalmers down there. Three-tenths back. Dressel trying to hang on down the stretch here in the final 25 meters. Dressel's got the lead above in this off coming on just a little bit. Dressel is losing some ground. Here's
0: You know, another U.S. swimmer made history. Bobby Fink was in fifth place in the 800-meter freestyle. This was
1: amazing to watch, and
0: then turned it on to win. Even the announcers Unreal. were surprised. <laughs> Belkac leading him, but here comes Romanchuk from Ukraine making a move. Bobby Fink's up there in lane three. Making-
2: in the Olympics.
0: Yeah, and as you heard the announcer wow. say just now, Whoa. he's the first to ever win it since it was the first men's 800-meter final in the Olympics. Wow.
1: I get so emotional watching these events, too, because they show their hometowns. Because even Jeff and I were talking about it a little bit this morning because they don't have anyone in the venue. Family can't go. Except yeah. for the other people from the gymna- from, from not from the gymnastics, from the Olympic team. And that's exciting to see them. But when they pan to the video of the watch party of these people, people's homes, towns, and they're losing it, I just am like, ah! You can feel it. It's so cool to watch. It's
2: almost, you know, I almost kind of like it better. You do?
1: Because, well, just because...
2: There's so many people, you know, if oh, they're, yeah. if they're shooting to the stands, there's mom and dad, maybe a sibling or a spouse, you know, Yeah. but you, you go to the hometown and it's like everybody, yes. they went to high school like with 150 <laughs> and, people in one baby room and they're all going just
1: nuts. Yeah. Oh, it's so It's exciting. cool to see.
2: Yeah. It's cool
1: to see that they each have such a
2: strong so many people at home supporting them
1: well and they've been doing that they've been showing locally here for rose lavelle a lot of her watch parties they've been i think it's mvp sports bar or something like that yep. where her family has kind of been congregating and they've been getting up and going to these bars at like 3 34 in the morning to and sit, watch yeah, yeah just to watch yeah it's so fun
2: yeah if, I, if my kid i don't think i could just sleep through the night and then c- catch the taped
1: yeah. Oh no. <laughs> competition no, no.
2: later. Yeah. I think I'd be up at three o'clock in the morning too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, John Bon Jovi and Whitney Houston are among a handful of famous New Jersey natives who are getting rest stops dedicated to them on the Garden State Parkway. Sweet. <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> fun. The other cool. <laughs> include Frank Sinatra, James Gandolfini, Connie Chung, Judy oh, yeah. Bloom, and Toni Morrison. That's so funny. Maybe
1: that's where you should leave your millions of dollars, Jeff. Like a rest stop on the way to Boston. There you there go. go. This is the Jeff Thomas Memorial Stop.
0: This is the Jeff Thomas Memorial Service Plaza. <laughs> there you go.
1: What well, you each start. There, this restaurant? is cool. Get
0: your gas and snacks. <laughs> yeah. Fill, fill up your
2: cargo shorts. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? And you could leave your cargo shorts on display because that's what they're doing. They have exhibits. Courtesy of the New Jersey Hall of Fame, so each star is going to have an exhibit of some sort,
1: like memorabilia. It could be
2: memorabilia. It could be you know gold albums or something. So my my uh, cargo shorts and my gas food lodging blue t shirt that I yeah there you go go (laughs) and and maybe a a set of gift cards. Of course, you know you could do that. That would be
1: funny. You could have cargo short specials, like you know little snacks or. Oh, Handy yeah. wipes. Sure, so- we,
0: we don't sell anything here. We can't fit in a cargo pocket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> the na- the one name that is glaringly missing is Bruce Springsteen. He uh, oh, yeah. respectfully declined oh. to having a service area named after him. Uh, tech, no. I know. Yeah. Something. <laughs> He's no fun.
0: You guys know who Ron Pompeo is?
2: Yeah. Yes. He had all the TV show
0: uh, commercials for like.
2: As seen on cooking TV products stuff.
0: and Ronco. Yeah, the man behind Ronco, which is a company that would sell millions of things like the Vegomatic, the Pocket Fisherman. <laughs> uh, remember Mr. Microphone was, i
2: loved mr microphone
0: yeah what was the commercial hey babe
2: we'll be back to pick you up later
0: <laughs> mr yeah. microphone was just a microphone that like had a little fm transmitter mini fm transmitter in it uh-huh. so it's basically like an amplification mic where you could just connect it to a radio and blast um, it and yeah you had an instant radio station
2: <laughs> so the commercial was instant these PA. guys driving by talking in their microphone blaring out their radio
0: to women who are walking down the yeah. sidewalk. <laughs> yeah, the Vegematic was a big one. Introducing Popeil's amazing Vegematic 2. New improved cutting rings make food cutting easier than ever. Saves you time by slicing whole potatoes in only one stroke. Turns whole onions into zesty thin slices for delicious hamburgers. And by the way, watching the video with these things you're like, "Wow, that does look amazing." Yeah. That is quite an invention. Uh, then there was the Pocket Fisherman. It's the fishing invention of the century. There's never been anything like it. Popio's Pocket Fisherman. Men, women, youngsters can cast almost like experts the very first time. Small enough to fit in glove compartment, backpack, any travel bag, or even in your pocket. And Pocket Fisherman's handle is its own mini tackle box. Yeah, the interesting thing about it is they they always seemed really inexpensive, whatever the products were. You know, they never seemed to cost that much. They seemed like such very a Very
2: reasonable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. So, anyway, uh, yeah, Ron Popeil, the man behind Ronco, passed away at the age of 86. He died. He amassed a $200 million fortune by featuring his products on TV's earliest infomercials. And it all began with a chop o back in 1959. Wow. Yep.
2: He'd been at that for a long, long time. Long time, yep. Hey, this Christmas party is getting a little too quiet. I think it's time we liven it up with my favorite Christmas gift, Mr. Microphone. Hey, what's that? <laughs> well, you set the dial on your FM radio and testing, testing. testing. <laughs> I'm on the radio. These kids are having a fabulous time with Mr. Microphone,
0: the cordless microphone that actually puts your voice on the radio. There are no attaching wires, so you're free to move around. <laughs> Broadcast over any FM car radio. Hey, good looking. We'll be back to pick you up later. There it is. <laughs> yeah. If you go on eBay and try to find some of this stuff, some of this stuff already we're seeing big increases in their worth. Yeah? And I, yeah. I don't know. Like the Ronco uh, pocket fisherman, if you found one on eBay, I found one for $32.
1: Dang. Wow.
0: Wow. Which is more than what they originally sold for. You know, I want to say these things were like, what, like 1999 or something like that back then?
2: I don't know. I don't
0: remember. Anyway. The price points. Ron Popio, gone at the age of 86. God Mm. bless. Oh, and uh, let's not forget, of course, legendary rock artist, ZZ Top, bassist, vocalist, Dusty Hill, passed away at the age of 72. Peace. Michael. Milo. Hey, welcome to Jeff and Jen's Faker for Real. How you doing this morning? I'm just how are you? Not bad.
2: Doing all right. We're going to play a little Faker for Real, okay, Michael? Okay. You pick the real headline here and you're going to skyline. Maybe get a Coney, maybe get a three-way. You know what? It'll be entirely up to you. Okay. All right. So, is it A? A naked man riding a unicycle spotted chasing dog who stole his weed. Is it B? A naked woman in the McDonald's drive-through takes the special sauce and smears it on her boobies. Or C. A naked guy went viral for chasing a wild pig, and now he's got his own toy. i uh, B. No, I'm sorry, Michael. It is not B today. It is actually C. But of course, you would go for the boobies, wouldn't you? <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. Every time. It, You're it not juice, the only the word one. Boobies, right? <laughs>
2: yeah. No, it's this wild pig story. This is just crazy.
0: Yeah, last summer, an older gentleman in Germany started chasing after a wild boar that stole his bag. And a photo of it went viral because he just happened to be naked when it happened. He was doing some nude sunbathing at a lake near Berlin when the boar grabbed his bag and ran off. And a woman named Adele Landauer got an action shot of it. And now that picture has inspired a brand new toy you can buy. A company that makes model trains recreated the moment with little action figures. And they're selling them as an accessory for train sets so you can make it part of the landscape. Wow. That's
1: funny. Yeah. (laughs) Clever.
0: They actually captured it pretty well. There's a mini version of him running. And the wild boar has his bag in his mouth, just like in the photo. The company says sales have been pretty good so far, but Adele is not happy about it, and she says she might sue them for recreating her photo that she took without her permission. Mm. For what it's worth, the guy in the picture doesn't seem to care about any of this. He gave Adele permission to post it on social media last year, but has not commented on the model train version, and his name has never been made public. How about it? I do. I am fascinated though by train sets. Like I love to look at them, and I and people like guys who or women I suppose who have them in their basement, or they have these elaborate train displays that are set up, and they look like these working little cities. And the detail <laughs> of these model trains. Some of them are mm-hmm. on display. You know, they talk about the old train set at the Synergy Center mm-hmm. back in the day, which they moved over to the Museum Center, which is very impressive.
1: Have you ever been to Entertainment Junction?
0: No, I've you driven should, by it a million you times. You should go but there. It's so, Is it really cool?
2: Yes. It's big fun. I know a lot of families so with kiddos fun. with autism that cannot get out of that place uh, once they yes. go in. I love them. You yeah. would love it. They oh, have you like, would little dig it.
1: separate areas with different like little cities and tons of trains. I've
0: never had a desire to build one myself or, or own one, but just to look at them and watch them. I could stare for hours. I was on one of my solo road trips. I just happened to be going through Chattanooga, Tennessee, and they've got one at one of the, at, at the train station, at the famous oh train station you can you can see this thing and it's pretty elaborate very impressive fancy thanks for listening to the q102 jeff and jen morning show podcast brought to you by cvg airport fly healthy through cvg for more information go to cvg airport backslash fly healthy